Hey, beautiful friends. Today, I actually want to talk about how the fall can often bring on more obligations. For many of us, it can really stretch us too far, and the busyness of the season can often just be more than we were really asked to handle. So I want to talk about how we can be easier on ourselves this season between now and really the beginning of the year, right? Because it's the start or we're now settled into the school year. Often that brings with it more school activities. If we have children, more sports activities. And whether we have kids or not, it may mean we have more church programs or just more things that we're going and doing once summer's over. It will also roll us into the holiday season. And so it's a busy time. And I just want to talk about how can we be easier on ourselves as women, as parents, you know, as a mom or daughters. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith-Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what He has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God, and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen, and let's be encouraged. Okay, here we go with today's episode. How can we be easier on ourselves? How can we slow things down just a bit when we feel like right now we have more obligations and places to be than ever, especially after summer, which may have allowed us to slow down a bit or at least take breaks or vacation time? So what am I talking about? Let's be honest. So many people I talk to, they're going from place to place and they have to cram in making dinner. You know, they're going to activities night after night. And I am also someone that falls into that camp. I have three kids. And while my kids are not little anymore, they're actually high school and college aged. It brings different obligations for me, you know, different stressors, different busyness, if you will. And so while I don't have to be somewhere all the time, I still have a son in, you know, multiple sports and, you know, we have lots of other activities and then, you know, seeing, you know, other people that are important to us and just making time for each other. And so, you know, often Monday through Thursday, my son or my son and husband have uh, sports commitments. And then I'm obviously at those that are games. And then on the weekend, we have at least one day that's you know, that includes a sports commitment. It used to be a lot more when all three of our kids were playing sports back to back to back. I mean, there would be weeks where we might have 14 soccer tournaments and cross country meets or whatever it was in a week, you know, in less than seven days. So I've been there when it's a, a kind of crazy. But what I want to say to you is we do not need to hold ourselves to this higher standard. We don't need to put the pressure on ourselves. And so I'm going to talk about a couple things I think we can do to make this, to make this time easier, to make us maybe reflect on this and change our perception a little bit about what we should be doing, what we can say maybe no to or pause or not feel bad, not feel guilty, not feel like we're not being the best mom or, you know, parent or whatever it might be, because I don't think any of that's true. I think we were meant to not have so many of these activities, but our culture, our society, it, it really has pushed this on us. And 
Well, I think it can be amazing and enriching for us and our kids to participate in things. We do have to be careful that it's not too much, that those don't take over. And this can include work obligations as well, you know, things like that. All of it can become unhealthy if we're not careful. And so the first thing I would say is if you are in a season of busyness where you just feel like you don't have a second to yourself and you're running kids from activity to activity, or you're just working, you know, 24 seven, but you're busy. It's hard to get even dinner on the table. First, I want to say is, can we just put less pressure on ourselves? Can we really realize that the expectation is that it's that we're putting it on ourselves? In most cases, no one else is saying to us, you're not being a good parent or wife or worker if you don't do X. But we believe that to be true. For instance, I do not make dinner every night of the week. You know, there's some nights where I say, let's just order pizza or we eat leftovers more than one night in a row. You know, if if I made a big batch of something or, of course, I'll freeze things and things like that. But I don't feel bad those nights. Now, I have lots of friends who do feel guilty if they don't have you know, they don't make dinner. You know, that's maybe their role. Now, I have families and friends. We know that the husbands are the primary cook, if you will, but they don't seem to have that sort of feeling if they're the primary cook. Uh, and in a lot of those cases, the um, their wife might still cook as well. But so it just depends on every family dynamic. But what I notice with women, right, what I notice with my friends is some of them feel like it's an obligation. It's like they're not doing their service or their duty if they don't do that. And so in this case, the first thing I want to say to you is let's reconsider how do we make dinner time easier for us? So this may be an area you don't struggle with, but it might be. So here's what I'd say to you. There's so many ways to take off the pressure of dinner time. This can be when we, you know, food prepping. So having lots of ingredients made at one time so that you can put together multiple meals, you know, during the week. Of course, a lot of people do that. And it's a great thing when you have time to do this. You know, so for instance, if you eat chicken, having chicken and then shredding it and putting it in multiple dishes, having chopped onions and chopped veggies, maybe um, cut up salad or a lettuce for salads is helpful because you can just grab it and put something together. Next is eat leftovers. If your family isn't into that, I'm sorry, but figure out a way to make that work because now you're just having to warm back up something for another night that week, or you can freeze it, right? If you make a double batch and just heat it up another time. The next thing is don't feel bad about making something simple. This could be a quick sandwich. You know, it could even be, so there was this idea of a plowman's lunch or dinner. Okay. So that was, I think it's more of a British idea, but it was basically that when someone was going off to work and if they'd come home for lunch, it was sort of like what was available. They just kind of put it together. So it might be a piece of bread, a piece of fruit. Maybe it was a chunk of cheese, but it was basically like whatever you have on hand, right? You just kind of put that available. Um, when when the person would come home for lunch, you know, take that lunch break during work day. But like that, we don't, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be always a hot meal. It can be something simple as fruit and maybe, you know, raw veggie with dip and a protein. So sometimes I think we make it a lot harder on ourselves than it has to be. It's really just about getting nourishment and then, you know, keeping us full so we can go on to the, the other activities or make it you know, into the evening. 
So about food, that's what I just want to say is let's take the pressure for ourselves and see how we can make it easier and then have our kids participate in that process if we don't already. And believe me, I have older kids, so it's very hard for me to get them to participate in making food, but on, you know, I do get them to do it sometimes or they'll make their own food other times. All right, what's next? Let's lean on each other more. So I definitely am a parent where if my child and other kids were going somewhere, we would try to carpool when we could, right? Especially if it wasn't near the house. We would say, you know, like, hey, our kids are all going to this event. You know, maybe one of us can drive there and pick up multiple children and one can drive back. We would do the same things for sports events. But I, I know plenty of people that they don't do that. They don't rely on or they don't ask other people to help. But I find that the burden is so great when we do that because we are literally driving around all over town 24-7. And honestly, it wears us out. And it makes us so worn thin that sometimes we aren't being our best selves for the people around us because we're already worn out just from the driving and the, the making. Okay, so that's the next thing. I think also we have to be honest with why do we, why are we putting this pressure on ourselves? You know, what is it? And of course we want to be a good mom. We want to be a good wife. We want to be a good friend. You know, all these things. We want to be a good Christian. But once again, it's which of these is self, um, the pressure being self-inflicted and which of these is culture, you know, cultural. Like it's just, that's what we were sort of taught. Because at the end of the day, I think we're a better mom, a better wife, a better, um, you know, business owner or worker, whatever we are, if we are refreshed, if we have time to actually do the things that we need to do, right, both in our, um, the work we do, you know, whether that's in service or whether that's in a um, job or a business, or whether it's at home and how we serve our family and love on our families. So I think it's just important that we get honest about maybe where we're being really critical of ourselves. All right. How do we do this differently? Well, I think, first of all, it's very clear, you know, even in the Bible that we're told uh, basically that we shouldn't take on more than today, right? In other words, we're not supposed to let the worry of tomorrow. Um, we're not supposed to worry about that today because it says, you know, basically something about we have enough um, trouble in today. I'm trying to pull up that scripture right now. It basically says, in Matthew 6, 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble, right? In other words, we're not supposed to be worrying about tomorrow. We're not supposed to be worrying about five hours from now. We're meant to live now and to, you know, be that, um, you know, basically show the people around us and be the best we can right now. And we do that through not overbooking ourselves. We do that through not having unrealistic expectations about what is able to be done in one day without just wearing us out and just exhausting us so that we aren't our best. And so I think it's important for us to remember that. And then also, uh, I think this is important. It says, I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That's Ecclesiastes 3.12. And so if you find that your days are so exhausting and so booked, that you cannot be joyful. You cannot be happy. You are snapping at people. You're frazzled and you're just burned out. Then that is probably some indicators for you that something's got to give. Something's got to change. 
And so here's what I'd say to you. You want to make sure that during that week, right, you're making time for you. Because if we don't, you know, it's just like they say about on an airplane, you know, put on your oxygen mask first. Well, it's because if you pass out, you can't put on the oxygen mask with your child, right, or whoever you're with. All right, so make time for you and where you need it. Okay, next is, well, I mean, first and foremost is, you know, make time for God, to be with God. You know, so that can be in the morning, that can be throughout the day, it could be at lunch in the evening. And then make sure that you have time to consistently renew or refresh yourself so that you aren't frazzled, you aren't at the end of your you know, patience, because when we're like that, we blow up, we snap at people when we don't mean to. It's because we're doing too much or we're too overburdened and we need to figure out how to reset and take that breath, take those breaks in our day. And then make sure you're making time for your marriage, if you're married, uh, and then in your friendships. You know, we can't be so bogged down by work or work in then our family obligations that we don't put time into the other things that are important in our lives or that they were and we've kind of put aside. And yes, there's different seasons for everything. But I would say that, you know, even in the Bible, it talks about, and I talk about this regularly, we need uh, to live in community. We were meant as humans to live in community. We were meant to have friendships so that we can rely on those people. And if we ignore those things for too long, we'll find ourselves not having that support around us when we need it most. And so I do think it's important to make it a priority. That doesn't mean it's every day. It might not even be every week for you, but it does mean that we can have a quick phone call, tell someone they're important to us, tell them that they mean so much to us. It does mean that we can figure out a way to go off with a girlfriend and get that bonding time, that quality conversation in. So whether that means, you know, if your kids are still younger, you get someone to watch your child you know, or you're, if you're married, you're, you know, of course your husband can watch them, that sort of thing. So what do I want to leave you with? I want to leave you with the idea that in this season, that's very busy. So for so many of us, we don't have to be all things to all people. We don't have to be all the places all the time. We can share that obligation, those opportunities with people around us, with our friends, with our loved ones. And sometimes we might have to miss something so that we can get what else we need, right? We can fit other things in. And often what people want is our time. They want our love more than they want a hot meal every single night or that we are never going to be uh, missing a pickup because we need to share that load with someone else. So as you look at your schedule for the, um, this coming season, just see if there's ways where you can literally lessen the burden on you so that your days, right, and your serving your family is easier because you're willing to ask people, hey, let's share this. Let's do this together, right? Because we were meant to do life together. So let's do more of that so that we can feel less frazzled. We can be less uh, hard on ourselves and we can feel more peaceful and joyful in our days. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful week. And actually, before I go, I did just want to encourage you to check out some of my past episodes, ones that I released from, let's see, end of December through May, because those episodes, obviously, for any of my new listeners, you may not have gotten into those episodes before. So I just want to point out a couple that you might really enjoy. 
So let's see. One is episode 32, Nothing Can Stop God's Plan for Your Life. Another episode that I think you might really enjoy is uh, episode 16. It's the holiness of an imitation. And another one is love and marriage. What does it take, right, to to be married uh, for over 20 years? That's episode 21. Another one is um, I talk about Esther, and sometimes we're called to uh, wait, right? We're called into a season of waiting, but we're also called into a season of preparation. And then we're asked to do hard things, but that's a beautiful episode I think you'll really enjoy. And another episode that I think, um, there's another one I do that's called The Ministry of You. And it really is talking about, that's episode 15. But what I'm talking about is really each of us just being who we are, showing up in the world, encouraging others, and how we choose to be an example of love and hope and pointing people to Christ. That is our ministry. We don't have to actually have a job or work at a church, right? That's called something ministry. We are the ministry of our life. And so I think that's a lovely episode that really might encourage a lot of you. But go back and check the past episodes. I think there's a lot there. There's a lot of richness and things I've talked about that were on my heart and that um, meant a lot to me that I felt called to to talk to you about these things. So go back, listen to them, and I would love to hear from you which of the episodes are really hitting home, which ones are speaking to you, and what else would you like to be encouraged in and on your faith journey? Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.